Hi everyone, it's Melissa Pemberton here, host of Mending Families, where we will talk all things parenting, trauma, and healing. I need your help getting the word out about my podcast, and there's three ways you can do that. The first way is that you can tell your friend about this podcast. If you just go into the podcast, open it up, there's a little share button. Click that button and share with all your friends, families, neighbors, sisters, cousins, everyone. The more people that you can tell about this podcast, the better. The second way to get the word out there is by giving me a review or a rating. That is another way that Apple Podcasts in particular will bump up how often my podcast will appear on people's possible listen to list. And the third way is just word of mouth. If you subscribe, hit the subscribe button every week when I drop a new episode, it will come right into your feed and you listen and you're going to get good information because that is what I'm all about. And so when you listen to that good information, if you can just tell your people, maybe they don't have the ability to listen to podcasts. Well, guess what? It's all on my website. So you can direct them to my website, www.mendingfamilieswa.com and you will be able to listen to all my podcasts that I've ever dropped as well as get access to all of the show notes which has so much important information as well. Do me a solid and help me get the word out about this podcast. Thank you so much and I am so glad that you are here with me every week. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here again with another Mondays with Melissa. These are becoming some of my most favorite times to spend with you guys, just this one-on-one conversation and sharing my thoughts and my heart. Um, Last week, I talked with Tori Hope Peterson. And if you have not listened to that episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen because gosh, it's inspiring. She just has an amazing story about being raised in foster care and being a survivor and overcoming all the odds, graduating college, going, she's a foster parent herself now, her and her husband, you know, just wrote a book. She has so many amazing things going on in her life right now. And I just love it when I get to tell the story and share the stories of people who are open to seeing how their hard stuff can actually lead to helping others. And, um, you know, if we have that growth mindset and if we have the ability to see that our hard stuff doesn't have to define us, but it can just lead us in a direction of growth and helping others, Um, it's just so inspirational. So all that to say, I'm going to talk today about parenting because Tori and I touched a little bit on how the way that she was parented by her mom, by her bio mom, had the potential of affecting how she parents her own kids and things that we have to be aware of when we become parents ourselves, if we've had a hard childhood, if we've experienced adversity. I think that the first thing I want to say is that the the way that we were parented and the things that we experienced as a child, we carry into parenting. And if we're not aware that the way that we were parented was unhealthy or the way that we were parented was even abusive or neglectful, then we run the risk of continuing that cycle with our children. And then they run the risk of continuing that cycle with their children 
and it goes on and on and on. That's the generational trauma that we talk about. And so I think the number one thing is if you are a parent or you are about to become a parent or you're thinking about being a parent someday, please take a look at what you experienced as a child and do the work to heal anything that needs to be healed. Do the work to educate yourself on what are actually healthy parenting practices today? Because it's 2023, y'all. There is lots of research that has been done, even in the last 10 years, on trauma and how trauma affects the brain and the body and all the things. If we just go, you know, I'm 43 years old. And if I say, oh, well, that's how I was parented. And so I turned out fine. And so my kids will be fine if I parent in the same way. That's me being naive to the fact that we actually know more now about what is healthy parenting practices, what actually can promote emotional intelligence in our children, and what can lead our children to be resilient and be able to raise their own healthy, emotionally intelligent children. The way that I was parented is not the way that we should parent today. We have we know so much more about spanking and how unhealthy that is. We know so much more now about even isolating a child through timeouts or grounding them or that fear-based parenting. We know now so much more about how it can negatively impact the brain, the body, the behaviors, the beliefs, the way the child believes about themselves. Because we know that, and not just because somebody said so, but because there's actually research that backs it up, we need to do better. We see our kids now as human beings. When I was little, that wasn't the case. It was like children are to be seen and not heard. And children do what their parents say. There's this like, you know, hierarchy of the parents are the rulers of the land and the kids are just the little peons. That's not, we know that that is not how we should treat kids now. We just know that. We know that kids need to learn mutual respect by being, by being respected and that they learn through um, play and that they learn when their parents model for them. If our, if I'm yelling at my kids, they're going to think that's how I communicate. If I am talking compassionately with my kids and being respectful to my kids, they're going to learn that's how you communicate. I'm just going to encourage you. If you're a parent, if you're thinking about being a parent, if you're almost a parent, if you're a grandparent, if you have kids in your life, please consider looking at your own stuff so that you can do healing with whatever you may have experienced, but then also learn, learn what is good, learn what is healthy for our kids, for our kids, right? Not just your kids, but for our kids. So it's this holistic approach of parenting where we can't just look at, well, that's how I was parented and I turned out fine. We have to look at the bigger picture and see that it's it's bigger than that. So now I'm going to address foster parents, adoptive parents, relative caregivers, those of us that are raising kiddos who um, biologically were not born to us and may have experienced some trauma, which is why we're raising them. Please, please, please learn all you can about why fear-based parenting can actually cause more harm to our kids who have experienced um, their own trauma, abuse, neglect, attachment wounds, If we think that we can continue to parent 
these our kids who have experienced this harm with a fear-based approach. So I'm talking corporal punishment, spanking, shaming, timeouts, grounding, yelling, scolding, flicking, any kind of physical harm. If we are parenting our kids with that approach, we're just continuing to tell our kids, we're sending the message to them that they are not worth it, that I don't see them and I don't value them because if I valued them, I wouldn't do those things, right? We don't do those things to our coworker. I wouldn't flick my coworker. I wouldn't yell at my coworker. I mean, I might, but then I might get fired. I might lose my job, right? And and we want our kids to feel seen, heard, and valued. Our kids who have experienced trauma and neglect, abuse, have come into our homes because of these things. It's even more important. Every child needs to be parented with a connected approach, but it's even more important that we look at parenting our kids who have experienced trauma from a connected approach because they have wounds. They have deep wounds that it's our job to help them heal from. And I can't help them heal from those wounds if I continue to think that I can you know, control them and parent them from a fear-based approach. It's just going to do more harm than good. So please, please, please learn all you can about connected parenting, or if you need to learn all you can about why the fear-based approach is not healthy and not helpful to our kids. For social workers or case managers who are working with foster parents, working with foster kids, whether you work in a group home or you work for the state for child protective services, or you work for a child placing agency, if you are in the lives of a foster home or a foster child, please be sure that you are in therapy. You may have had an amazing childhood, a stellar childhood, secure attachment. Your parents were super attuned to your needs. You got all your needs met. You felt seen, you felt heard, and you felt valued. But listen, working with foster care and working with adversity takes a toll. We want to be helpful, but when we are around it day in and day out, when that's your job full time, there it's going to affect you. And so please go to therapy. That is the one thing that I have seen in my 18 years of working with child welfare is the workers that I have the hardest time with are the ones that have this attitude, like they've got it all together. And yet they are the most toxic. They're the ones that cause the most damage, the most harm. And so I just think if, if we are being naive to our own mental health and how our job can be affecting us and taking a toll on us and and can be causing us to see things from a different lens that maybe is not helpful to the child or their family, then we're doing a disservice. So please go to therapy. Also, please, please, please stop using your power as a social worker inappropriately because of your own stuff. This is a controversial statement and I might get some some hate because of it. But again, I think I have seen far too often decisions being made about people's lives based on a personal experience. This would be an example, a social worker who maybe was separated from their siblings in their childhood and didn't get to have a relationship with their siblings for whatever reason, maybe divorce, maybe foster care, um, maybe a, a sibling passed away 
that then when they are a social worker and they see they have a case where siblings are separated, they they see that as these siblings need to be together because of their own stuff. They're putting their own stuff on this case where for the most part, I agree, siblings do need to be together. But we also know that because of trauma and different attachment wounds that happen, sometimes it's actually not safe for siblings to be together. Sometimes as long as they can have a connection with each other and know each other and be raised to know that this is my sibling, sometimes that's actually healthier than being raised in the same home. And so I think that is an example of, again, this is just an example, hypothetical, um, where a social worker potentially could put their own stuff onto a case and fight, 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 fight for something that they think is outside of, no, this is just what is, this is, we have to keep siblings together. But if they really took a good look, they would see that it was their own stuff. We have to see each situation unique to that situation. What is best for the child? There can't be a blanket statement for every child should stay with their sibling. Every child should ABC. Because each situation is unique. And so, again, I, I implore you to please look at your own stuff so that you're not bringing that to the table and putting your own bias, your own stuff onto a situation that can actually cause more harm to a child, to a family, to a parent than good. And the sad thing is social workers are in power. They do, they can use their power and I, I don't know if everyone thinks about it that way, but I'd see it that way. And um, that can be scary for a birth parent to be faced with having this individual um, be have so much power over what happens to their life, to their child, to their family. So please be aware of that. Now I'm going to talk to churches. Please learn more about mental health. Please learn more about how... Mental health is not because somebody sinned and so it's a punishment or because God is after them, that medication is not bad, that therapy is not bad. Those are not, those are things that God has created. He has given people the abilities to be good therapists. He has given scientists the ability to create medications that can help people's brains focus more and find the healing that they need. He has created scientists who have do the research to come up with new ways of therapy like EMDR. As a church, can we please learn more about mental health and not be preaching about how if we just prayed more or you're depressed because you're not um you're not close with God right now. You're not spending time in the word. I I just would love for churches to stop saying that because mental health is very real. And it just downplays the realness of it when we say those things. Okay, I'm also going to ask that churches, please stop spreading the message that if you're in an abusive relationship, that you need to fight for that relationship. And I'm talking about marriage specifically. Um, that is harmful. Abuse is real. Domestic violence is real. And when we, the church, are saying no, 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 you cannot get divorced. You made a, you know, you made a pact in front of God that you would love this person to the, to the very end through better or for, through worse, through sickness and in health and all of that. Um, I also 
don't think that Jesus would want us continuing to be abused. He loves his children and it pains him to see um, women and men in abusive relationships. It pains him to see children abused. And when we, the church are saying that, um, you got to stick with it, go to therapy first. Have you done all you can? Um, what are you doing to cause him or her to lash out at you? Um, again, we are placing the blame somewhere else. And I don't believe that that is what God intends. He does not intend for his children to be harmed by other humans. So let's protect our children. Let's protect our um, victims of abuse and domestic violence. Let's protect them and step in and say, how can I help? Not what are you doing to contribute to this? Or are you praying enough? Let's stop saying those things. Okay. And then the last thing I'm going to say for churches is for you to please learn more about trauma and abuse. I don't think churches know enough about what trauma is and what abuse is and how we can help stop generational trauma, how we can help survivors of abuse. The church can do a lot of amazing, good things. We just are not trauma aware. I I can speak from my own personal experience. I had a situation with my former church and I found myself in a meeting trying to explain gaslighting and trying to explain manipulation and trying to explain power and control to the people who make the decisions for the church. And then I, I personally feel like it fell on deaf ears. So let's do a better job. Let's do a better job of learning about trauma and abuse because the reality is the churches are the places that people come when they need help, when they need guidance, when they need support. And if our solution is always just pray more, read your Bible more, or here, come meet with one of our elders who probably doesn't have a degree in counseling and doesn't know anything about therapy, we're not helping. So if you're a church or if you're a foster parent or adoptive parent, a relative caregiver, a social worker, and I have spoken directly to you and you're wondering where to get this training that I talk about or where to get this information or where to get this knowledge, I'm raising my hand right here. I will help you. I will come to your church. I will train your children's staff on how to be more trauma aware. I will train your church staff on how to be more trauma aware. Um, If you're a social worker, I will come to your unit meeting and I will talk to your social workers about how to be more trauma aware. If you're a foster parent, I work with foster parents and adoptive parents and relatives. Call me. I will come to you and I will help you learn more. How do you find me? You can email me, melissa at mendingfamilieswa.com. You can go to my website, www.mendingfamilieswa.com. There's a contact form on there if you want to fill that out. You can also just look at some of the services I offer. And then I'm on all the social media. um, And my handle is mendingfamilieswa on all of the social media. So come check it out. If you want to just like get a taste for some of the things that I share and talk about, social media is a great way to start because I give little nuggets every single day. Let's do better for our kids, shall we? (laughs) We can do this. We're a team, right? No judgment. We just have to move forward in a positive direction. If we know that what we have been doing is harmful or not working, let's do better and let's move forward in a more positive direction. Next week, I am excited to tell you that I have Lisa Qualls on um, the podcast and she, I've already interviewed her um, 
partner in crime, Melissa Corkum. Um, and so you've already heard that episode, but next week I'm going to be talking to Lisa Qualls and she's going to share more about the book that her and Melissa Corkum wrote, Reclaim Compassion. But we're also going to talk about blocked care and we're going to talk about the book she wrote with Dr. Karen Purvis, The Connected Parent. So it was a really fun conversation. Lisa is just a gem. I just love her and I feel like you all are going to love her. So come back next week. And you can listen to my conversation with Lisa. In the meantime, let me know if you have any questions. I'm here to help. All right, you guys have a great rest of your week. I'm so excited that you found this podcast. And I hope you join me every week as you go through your own journey towards healing. One thing I truly believe in is that trauma awareness is so important to our future generations. And it starts with you.